Welcome to Convos from the Couch from Lifestance Health, where each episode you'll hear engaging informative conversations with leading mental health professionals that will help guide you on your journey to leading a healthier, more fulfilling life. And welcome to Convos from the Couch by Life Stands Health. I'm Nikki Lianza, and on this episode, I'll be talking with Jamie Shanes, a clinical site director from one of our Beachwood, Ohio offices, who will help us understand narcissistic personality disorder. So welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me back. I know we had you on not too long ago to talk with us about histrionic personality, or I should say borderline personality disorder. Maybe yeah. another episode will be histrionic. That will be the next one. Yes. Right? In, in the cluster. Same cluster. Right, right, right. in the cluster. Yeah. Very true. So I know well, like you heard, you know, she was diagnosed with both. So. Right, right, right. Very true. I, they missed this one, though. They missed diagnosing her with narcissistic personality disorder. That is true, which you're going to tell us a lot about today. For yes. Sure. Yes. It, narcissistic personality disorder. So your ex's best descriptor and your mother-in-law. We'll talk about later, if your ex is a male, why it's more likely that your ex had narcissistic personality disorder versus your mother-in-law. We'll talk a little bit about right. uh, more. Wow. We're going to be really digging in the weeds here. There's going to be a lot of listeners and viewers like nodding yes. their heads like, oh, I can, I can get that. Wow. I'm this is going to be great. Yes. So I know you told us a little bit about yourself last time you were on, but do you mind sharing a little bit more about yourself? Yes, absolutely. So I've been at LifeStance now for about three and a half years. The vast majority of that has, uh, of course, been in COVID. So uh, it's been a wild ride. It has been a wild ride. And now I just read there's the, the new variant is even more contagious and it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated and uh, seems like all of our efforts were the masking and the vaccination was for nothing. But we're trying. We're, we're trying. trying. We're trying. We're trying also not to get the monkey pox, but who knows what's next? <laughs> who knows what's next? Right, right, right. Hopefully, there won't be any other plague coming up on us. Yeah, right. 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 So, which uh, this is probably a good segue into hopefully, there's not a plague of you know narcissistic personality disorder people, but can you kind of? It, it kind of is. Kind of. Can Although and, and we'll talk more about someone who's just narcissistic and has narcissistic traits versus someone who actually has this personality that's, disorder. That's actually really important. So let's actually yes. start with what is narcissistic personality disorder? Why do we start with that? Yeah, so narcissistic personality disorder, along with any other of the 10 personality disorders, the key word is a pattern. So it's not just though someone's, you know, they're being a jerk or they're making everything about themselves in this one moment. It is a consistent, consistent pattern. And in this case, we're going to see a consistent pattern of grandiosity, whether that's in their fantasy, their own head or their behavior, the need for attention and admiration and their lack of empathy, which is also seen. We also see the lack of empathy in other uh, personality disorders in this cluster, such as antisocial personality disorder. So, and then of course, with all the personality disorders, um, there's a bunch of criteria, nine criteria for narcissistic personality disorder. Um, you do not have to meet all nine. You only need to meet five in order to be diagnosed with that, which will, I'll segue into that. So the, the nine that kind of criteria, and they're all parts of the, the grandiosity, the lack of empathy and the need for admiration. They're just broken down 
more specifically. So the first one is it had a person has a sense of uh, being super, super grandiose, a high sense of self-importance. Um, we're going to see them exaggerate their successes or talents um, to the point where it's, it's not, it's beyond bragging. It's, it's just obnoxious at okay. that point. Um, the, the second one we're going to see is a person's going to be preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, beauty, those kind of things. Um, the third one we're going to see the person's going to think they're special or unique and they should only associate with special or high power people. So we'll see someone, you know, want to rub elbows with, uh, someone who works in government or a high power attorney and they are celebrities not, or something yes, like that. Yes. They're not really friends and that person might not even like them very much. Okay. But because they are known that the, they want to rub elbows with them. Uh, number four is going to be they require excessive attention. Um, so they are going to thrive off being told they're great, they're confident, they're perfect. Um, and they're often told these things. Um, and, and we'll get more into that, how people around them, how people around these individuals respond. We'll get, we'll get more into that. Uh, the next one is a, a person's going to have a sense of entitlement mm. and also expects favorable treatments. So let's say they go out to dinner. They, they must have, because they're so important, the best table in the house. It doesn't matter if they didn't make the reservation. doesn't matter if that best table has been booked for three months. They have to have it. They have to have it. Um, the next one is these individuals often take advantage of others uh, to get their own meet, needs and goals met. Is that uh, so, Yes, very much so. Very much so. And that kind of goes into the next one is they lack empathy. Um, they're unwilling to recognize or identify with others. Um, they might, at times, they might appear that they are empathetic, but they are not. Oof, that's scary. They're, Yes, yes. Along that is the one that is very, very similar to antisocial personality disorder. Um, and then another one, another criteria is just overall being very, very arrogant. So this is again, this is not a person who's just confident and very sure about themselves. This is very, very arrogant. And uh, last but not least, uh, a person is going to be uh, very jealous of others or think mm -hmm. others are jealous of them. Okay. See with uh, this personality disorder is kind of two styles, if you will. So there's overt and covert. Okay. Uh, overt narcissist gets thrown around a lot. Um, I, when people describe that to me, what they're often talking about is the person's narcissistic, but nobody else knows it. When actually a covert narcissist is a person who is more of the vulnerable type. So more of depressed, more of the world is out to get me. Um, everything is out to get me versus the overt narcissist is going to be the more grandiose narcissist. Okay. So two kind of paths. Got you. Yes. Now you, you just described narcissistic personality disorder. You mentioned that some people can have narcissistic traits. Yes. Chatting about yeah. that? Yeah. So it's pro probably more likely when someone's like, oh, my mother-in-law, so, you know, such a narcissist that they just have traits. They can be this way at times. Versus with this personality disorder, we're going to see this when a person is a young adult and it, it does not go away. So a personality disorder, again, you know, as, as borderline personality disorder, histrionic, 
it is someone's hardwiring. There is no cure. Okay. Um, the symptoms at times can be managed, but there is no cure and it's constant, consistent pattern. It's not just moments. So more likely that someone has narcissistic traits versus a personality disorder, but this is one of the personality disorders that, uh, well, because these indivi individuals are not very likely to seek treatment, that our numbers of how many people in the population have this are not accurate okay. at all. So it, it is possible a clinician can go their entire career with ever seeing this personality disorder. Because if they're so great and perfect, why would they right. need therapy? Well, why would they be coming to therapy? Right. Yes. Yes, they don't have anything wrong. And the, the other part of this is often these individuals are very successful. We see CEOs who have narcissistic personalities. Wow. So if they're, you know, making money and they have a great job, why would they need therapy? Everything's fine. Yeah, so we often see CEOs have narcissistic personality disorder. Wow. And then they, uh, oftentimes they have bullied and manipulated their way to the top. So that is something to look at as well. Yeah. So what would cause someone to develop narcissistic personality disorder or even narcissistic traits? I don't know if there's right. a way of why they would. Right. There's, there's a, not a one answer for this at this time. There's a lot of research being done, um, but we kind of see the nature versus nurture take place in terms of why, why this happens. Um, could be a genetic component. Research is still being done on that. Um, so for example, if somebody's parent has this, there could be a higher chance that they develop it as well. Um, but I think another area that's important is parental styles. Um, and, and we see again, two extremes. We could see the parent who is neglectful um, and pays no attention to their child. And that child then develops uh, this personality disorder. Or in my opinion, the more probable is the overprotective parent. So the parent that is the, the helicopter parent. Okay. And the that is always constantly praising their child, telling their child they're perfect, they're amazing. Uh, you know, we could relate this to how kids these days, you can stand there and you get a participation trophy, even though maybe okay. you didn't even touch the basketball. Um, so in, in my opinion, it's probably the latter where it's the overprotective parent who is hyper fixated on their child and constantly, constantly telling them they're perfect and not a development. So then, you know, we mentioned before, you know, it's, it's people who have NPD who are not coming into therapy, but my guess is probably maybe those around them, you know, the significant others, the friends, the, yeah. the children of, of NPD, you know, narcissists. And so, you know, how does disorder affect relationships with others? And very much so, first and foremost. So we, th this is where the very popular phrase gaslighting comes from. Oh, tell us more about that. Yes, so gaslighting, one of the most uh, popular phrases of all Generation Z currently, that and toxic, actually, both, both of those we can use for this. So when, when a person is in, let's, let's just use a romantic relationship with an individual who has this, they are often going to be questioning themselves. Did I say that? Did I think that? Oh, I'm the crazy one. Oh, you're, you, you begin to question your own reality yeah. because even if this individual, let's say, apologizes to you, they're going to ration, rationalize why they did what they did and you totally begin to question your own reality. Um, 
you know, I will have uh, my own clients tell me like they record conversations with their significant other or take notes, you know, put something in their phone because this individual will deny everything they said and try to try to trust. Oh, I get why they do it. Okay. Yes. So this really is where we see gaslighting and and we will see individuals who are in a relationship with somebody uh, also become codependent, try to fix them, uh, clean up their mess. So let's say this individual uh, said something inappropriate in a social setting, the person, the other partner will then try to fix that and apologize on behalf of them or like, oh, you know, he was drunk, he didn't mean it. Uh, so we'll, we'll often see codependency and, and, and really it can end up uh, in a psychological abuse situation where you're saying the person is, uh, the person with this personality disorder is engaging in the silent treatment, um, uh, again, the, the person is challenging their, their reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. And although the individual with this personality may say, I love you, their ability to love is limited. Okay. Is going back to the, uh, the struggles with them to feel empathy. So that's interesting. You know, their ability to love is limited. And if, if their significant other is trying to save them, you know, I can see where all sorts of issues would definitely kind of blow up out of that. For sure. Yes. Yes. And then the person tries to rescue them and it just right. becomes a cycle. And it's, you know, they, we will see these individuals do gestures, you know, oh, but I bought you this gift. Oh, I took your family out to dinner mm. and it's for them. It wasn't, oh, I want to yeah. take my other's family out to dinner because that's something nice to do. It's for them. It's so they can have in the bank, look what I did. Look what I did. I did all these nice things for you. How could you possibly be bad at me? Or it's, wow. look at me. I'm so perfect. I'm so nice. I, I took your family up to dinner. I, I bought you this gift. Again, it's so manipulative. That just very, sounds so manipulative. Yeah. Very, very um, much. Yes. So is there treatment for this? Yeah, it's, it is. It's very difficult. Um, you know, treatment first and foremost requires an individual to come to therapy. Yeah, very true. Um, like I said earlier, a clinician can go their entire career without ever seeing this in, in the office. Um, again, these people think they're perfect. They love themselves. They're perfect. And often their life is not necessarily in shambles. They might have a very good job. Um, you, you know, they, we tend to actually see them have a lot of friends. And again, these friendships are very superficial. Um, so they might, they're, they're really only going to discuss superficial things and, and their friends are just like, ah, you know, he is who he is. It's uh, what, you know, what, what, what can you do? They don't really challenge this person or call them out on anything. Fear of repercussion, because when you challenge somebody with this personality disorder, they are going to turn everything around on you and you're going to be the quote unquote crazy one. And that you're the one with the problem. Mm-hmm. So it is highly unlikely to see these individuals in therapy. You know, it's possible they, they might enter therapy if their significant others threatening divorce. That's kind of what I've seen. But again, that's not really for themselves. So you probably are not going to get anywhere. Um, and they will challenge you. Doesn't matter if you're the clinician, doesn't matter how many college degrees you have, you will be challenged until you're blue in the face. And it, it's exhausting to work with yeah. these individuals. Sounds like it. Yes. 
Wow. Any other takeaways you'd like to share about narcissistic personality disorder? So, uh, hence uh, why I said it's it's more probable if your ex is a male that he had this personality disorder versus your mother-in-law is because the estimates say uh, 50 to 75 percent are males. Wow. Wow. Um, I, so 50 to 75 percent are males. Males. Um, women, again, more so the traits that I've seen. Okay. Um, 50 to 75% are male. Um, another thing to take into consideration is the, the grandiosity part of this um, is not to be confused with the grandiosity in a manic or hypomanic episode. Oh, that's a good clarification. Yes, yes. So um, we will see someone be very elated and grandiose in a manic or, or hypomanic episode, but that is only going to last three, four, five days versus this personality disorder is pretty much 24 seven where they feel this way. So that's, uh, that's one thing to take into consideration. Um, and very difficult to treat, not impossible, but very, very difficult. And I, I think there's probably because these individuals are very unlikely to seek therapy. I think there's whatever the number is on how many people in the population, it's quite a span. I don't even remember. Um, in terms of how many people have this, much, much higher, much higher than we think it is. And the other kind of takeaway is uh, teenagers. They are very, very into themselves. They're invincible. They're very, very full of themselves. Um, That's why it's important to really not diagnose teenagers with this um, because that tends to go away as people mature. Um, Yes, some of these individuals as teenagers who have these traits, yes, it can turn into that or develop into narcissistic personality disorder, but uh, best to not diagnose teenagers with this because they're all very full of themselves. Got you, right? Yes. It's just that age, unfortunately. Yes, and, and, and then another thing we see with this is substance use. Uh, particularly- oh, okay, another point to bring up. Yes, uh, cocaine and alcohol are very high with this. Uh, cocaine being uh, the rich man's drug and alcohol, both alcohol and cocaine being socially acceptable. Oh, okay. Dare you challenge uh, an individual who has this personality disorder on their substance use? They don't have a problem. What are you talking about? They're not drinking any more than anybody else. Um, You know, they're, they're trying not to drink and drive. They just do it sometimes. It's not that bad. They're just trying to have fun. So cocaine and alcohol in particular, very common with this personality disorder. Wow. Wow. Jamie, thank you so much. You're welcome. So informative about narcissist personality disorder. And I think our listeners and viewers were really sat back and be like, wow. And maybe even be sitting back like, ooh, I wonder if so-and-so is, you yes. know, somebody's yes. treat perhaps even. It's possible. It is possible because it's they are unlikely to seek treatment. So thank you again. And you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'll have you back on for another coverage of personality disorders. We'll do histrionic next. Yes, right? (laughs) So everyone stay tuned. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Jamie.
Thank you.